0: Hi, I'm Nicole from Psych Your Crime and I appreciate that you guys listen to me and have been listening to me for so long, but I wanted to take a moment and have a serious conversation about what's been happening here in the United States with the death of Mr. Floyd at the Hounds of a Police Officer and with the death of Ahmaud Arbery. Not too long before that. Um, As an African American woman. I've experienced racism quite a bit in my life. And. I. Have. A very. Tenuous relationship with police. Because. I do have police in my family. And. I've never. Never had issues with them. That being said, when I went to college, I had two incidents with police officers. I went to college in Nebraska. I went to a concert and my purse was stolen. I went to and contacted the security at the concert. And they took me to the police officer that was working the venue. And the police officer looked me in the face. And told me he didn't know where I was from. But that doesn't happen here. And I remember the security looking at me. My friend looking at me. And, and nobody knew what to say. Like, I'm telling a police officer that my wallet has been stolen, my ID, like, everything. And he's just basically telling, basically calling me a liar. He's telling me that doesn't happen. Like, I'm seeing missing persons reports, reports that whole people get stolen every day on the news. But you're telling me people don't steal purses. And he just, like, walked away. He, like, refused to help me. And, like, my social was in there. And for, like, years, I didn't have a social. Because I was not in the state where it was. And, like, I didn't have the means or the ability or, like, I. there was, like, documentation I was supposed to have. And I couldn't get it because I couldn't get a police report. Because he just walked off. Like, like I just... The guy from the venue was wonderful. He helped me out. He gave me documentation. They had to file something for, I don't know if it was insurance or something, but they had to file some kind of report about it. And he gave me a copy of it in case that would help me and paid for a cab to help me get home. But the officer was awful. And that was like one of the first times, like I'd never experienced an experience where a police officer just didn't help me. And that was one of my first experiences with a police officer that was negative. And then I dated someone who was abusive. I had had interactions where the police basically took a kind of he said, she said kind of way about it well, it's your word versus his, and that was just kind of it until I landed in the hospital. The doctor called as they have to when someone is hurt badly enough and it's clearly an assault. When the officer asked me what happened, I told him. told him who did it. I actually had been stabbed in the shoulder with something and he threatened to have me arrested for filing a false police report. Because, and I will never, ever forget this. He said, clearly someone did this to you. But it's not the white boy that you're saying it is. Once again, myself, the doctor standing next to me. Like... I, like, the doctor stitching up my shoulder, and, and, like, he stopped stitching. I just remember feeling him stop. And, I mean, I, I just knew deep down that no one was, he wasn't going to help me, he wasn't going to, like, it wasn't, nothing was going to happen. Like I had like I had already known that. Um I ended up leaving. I had to flee the state. And he I I just in 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 a chance someone was going to another state and I went with them. And um he went looking for me at my parents and the state troopers in my parents state pulled him over not long after he crossed over into that state. and he got arrested for things that had absolutely nothing to do with. like,, um, they, they pulled him over and they found um, a gun. It was unregistered, so it was an illegal firearm he's transporting illegal firearms across state lines he resisted arrest all that kind of stuff that really had nothing to do with me but that's what he ended up in jail for but still he could have shown up at my parents house and he could have done these things you know he could have gone off on my parents and all because a police officer decided that there was no reason for someone who was white to be Terrorizing their black girlfriend, or that they would have no need to terrorize a black girlfriend, or I don't—I don't know what the logic or rationale or why a white person wouldn't do this to a black person. I don't know. But that being said, um, I do work with police officers in my work, and I do have police officers in my family. And one thing that I know is that police officers have the highest rate of domestic violence, suicide, and divorce out of any other job in our country. They see the worst in society on a daily basis. We do not require them to have mental health care. Um, We require vets to get PTSD screenings after they finish tours. We don't require it of our police. When you are a social worker, self-care is shoved down your throat. Many jobs require that you take mental health days once every three months to ensure that you are taking the time to process things because you see horrible stuff. Cops see just as much and many times more. And the fact that they're not required to work on their personal health, their mental health, and that they're not getting screened, processed for PTSD, is insane. Is defunding policing gonna help the situation? No, it's transferring that funding from tactical to mental health, mandatory mental health screening gonna help quite a bit, yes. How is it gonna help racism? Many of the people are not necessarily racist, but they're suffering from PTSD and burnout. When you are forced to work in the same community for 30 some odd years, and the only thing that you ever see are a certain kind of person, then yes, you get inherent bias. You are biased towards that group of people because it's the only thing that you see. Not making excuses, it doesn't make it acceptable, it doesn't make it right. But there are studies to show this is what is happening. People are getting tested every so many years. Not only are you going to see that people are suffering from PTSD, people are suffering from burnout, but you're also gonna see that people are developing biases. You're going to be able to see when people are becoming racist and you're going to be able to move them out of the neighborhoods that are causing them to have these biases so that they can start to natural to normalize out and even out those patterns of thinking. That's when another thing it's going to do It's going to help you combat those patterns of behavior. So investing in the mental health care of your police is going to help greatly. And yes, get rid of the tack. They don't need to have that much tactical gear. It's insane and it's not necessary. So what can I do? I realized that people don't know a lot about the history of policing in the United States. And the other thing that I realized is that It's not a history as a country in some places the issue is racism blatantly and 100% the issues with the police are racist some places it's a matter of money it's a matter of how things are spent and another place it's corruption it's that you have police corruption you have bad cops you have you know cops that really are criminals. Every city has different issues. Is the problems with policing in the United States systematic? Absolutely, 100% it is systematic. But they are different, city to city. The United States has a history of systematic problems within its policing. United American policing was almost created on a system of oppression, almost. Um, when the first police forces were created, nobody wanted the job. They were the crappiest, worst, hardest job that there were. Police and firemen. They were dirty, scary jobs and you never knew if you were going to come back. And no one wanted them. And the people who applied for them were people no one wanted to hire, the Irish. So, hiring... Oppressed people, that people put signs up in their windows saying that they wouldn't hire for one of what was considered the worst jobs. You're going to start out with people with a complex, people who believe they have something to prove. I'm going to show you. You think that I'm a dirty mick? Let me show you. And that's how you have the beginnings of modern policing in the United States. Rooted in oppression so we're going to break it down city by city in a new series called american policing notes on a scandal each season will look at a different city and look at its long history of scandals and problems and try and find out how the city got to be where it is today and how it went through the scandals that it went through. Now, in the past week, one police department went viral with its community board meeting for its police commission. In this meeting that was two hours long and held over Zoom, some of the best hits of what the community had to say about its police chief included Tony Hawk very politely demanding that police chief step down because he isn't doing his job and anybody could do it better and they deserve better, the city deserves better and quit. He was absolutely polite as only as only Tony Hawk could be. But there were a lot, lot harsher things being said. Um, so you had polite Tony Hawk. You also had um, you had polite Tony Hawk. You then also had two. Um, you also had a handful of Karens who stepped up to let uh, police chief Michael Moore know what they felt about him now mind you this was all on zoom so you could see the police chief's reaction and it really was not pretty um you had one woman who stepped up and she said that he was doing a horrible fucking oh crap i didn't mean to curse see damn it you made me curse and just quit then you had another woman who stepped up and Said that she wanted her money back. That's how, yes, the Karen stepped up and said that she and the city of Los Angeles deserved their money back for him because he sucked so bad. And then there was the woman who stepped up and said he had the most racist eyebrows she's ever seen and she didn't even know that was a thing. So the Karens were out in full force to tell police chief Michael Moore how much he sucked. Then there was the man who (laughs) stepped up and said and this will stick with me for the rest of my life shuck my dick I yield my time. (laughs) that, (laughs) That may have been the greatest thing that's ever happened in the middle of a community meeting. He just wanted him to know that is all (laughs) and then there was the biggest dad of all the dads who just wanted to step up and ask him why the chief of police was smirking like a petulant teenager who just got away with something he wasn't supposed to be doing. If it's on YouTube, I think you should watch it. It is the greatest two hours of an angry city screaming at an awful police chief and it begs the question how did we get here you know Los Angeles was supposed to have gotten their shit together so what happened what happened after you supposedly got your shit together after Rampart and became the city of transparency the city that was honest with its citizens and told them at all times what it was up to and hid nothing from them what happened how did you come to be in this place where you are getting on two hours of Zoom calls and everyone from angry white Karens to Tony Hawk to black protesters to Latinos, every single person from every walk in all of California is getting on Zoom to scream at your chief of police to tell him in every manner possible, how badly he sucks. Explain it to me. How did we get back to this place? From corrupt rampart cops, from horrible Rodney King and Reginald Denny, the police chief who refused to send people in to help in a riot and let a neighborhood burn. How do we go from the... Transparency of LAPD to the riots are, to the death of Floyd is the looters and rioters and protesters' fault. Le- you know, that's something I would like to understand. So, the first city up for American policing notes on a scandal. LAPD. So I hope you will join me as we start taking a deep look into some of the most corrupt police departments in the United States to understand their long and storied history, how they got to that point, and how some of them are able to get past that and work towards being better, more well-oiled, more community-oriented police departments some of them have not been able to move past it, and what they are doing currently to work through it. Like I said, we will start with Los Angeles Police Department. I hope you'll join me. Thank you, and if you are going to protest, I hope that you will stay safe.